Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Hello, friend, and welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. My name is Megan, and I am the host of this podcast and the founder of She Lives Purposefully, and I am so glad that you are here. I hope and pray that you are encouraged and equipped by this incredible episode. My heart is for you, for you to walk with Jesus well, for you to live purposefully. I want to encourage you too, before we start this episode, to encourage one friend today by sharing this episode, just one person. Build them up today in their walk with Christ. I know I can't wait to share this episode with my friends, with all of you. And um, also, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the She Lives Purposely podcast so that you don't miss a single encouraging episode and leave a review so that others stumbling on here will know whether or not they should check it out. Okay, now whether you're sitting, ready to take notes, cleaning your house, cooking, driving home from work, maybe you're at work, whatever it is, get ready to be encouraged and equipped. I am so excited um, just about today's episode. Today's episode is something that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, We're going to be going through basically what God says about pain, how God is the God of all comfort, and how we can be free from anxiety because of who he is. Um, So we're going to be talking about a lot of those things, and we're also going to dive into my own story with um, anxiety and pain and and kind of the biggest biggest part of my testimony in that, which I don't know if I've ever fully shared that on my own podcast. I know I've done that on um, when we used to have a Patreon. I did that there, and um, I also have shared it on other guest podcasts, but I don't know if I've shared it on my own here, so this is kind of exciting. and, and then we'll just be diving into what God says about pain, anxiety, and what he says about himself as a comforter and as someone that we can trust um, and what this means for us in, in our seasons of suffering or fear or whatever it is. So this is such a sweet episode and um, I'm just, I'm excited for it because again, this is something that is near and dear to my heart. It's actually kind of where, and and I'll dive into this probably a little bit too in this episode, but kind of where She Lives Purposely began. Um, this idea that there is purpose even in my pain. And if that's true, then there is purpose in every season and in every purpose. I mean, every person and we need to be living purposefully. Um, so friend, this episode is for you. If you are fearful of an upcoming season of suffering, maybe I know that I can relate to that. Maybe you're currently in a season of suffering. Maybe you're just coming out of one and and you still feel like you are struggling with that. Um, maybe you're just fearful and you're anxious, um, or maybe there's just something really painful in your life going on, this episode is for you. And I just want to pray over you right now before we begin as well. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for each and every girl who is listening to this episode and each and every person, God, who's listening to this episode. And, um, I just lift them up to you today. God, I pray for those who are in a season of suffering coming out of one right now, Jesus, or are still healing from one, that you would be with them, God, that in this episode, Lord, and just today in general, you would encourage them, comfort them, reveal yourself to them, um, show yourself intimately to them, Jesus, that um, they would just be so comforted and encouraged by you. Pray that you would fill them with your spirit, God, be with them, wrap your arms around them today in your name. Amen. Okay, so let's dive in. 
I just want to dive in first, um, just so you know a little bit of where I'm coming from on this topic of comfort and pain and suffering and fear. Um, I just want to dive into my own testimony, my own story with you. Um, basically, basically a lot of where my testimony comes from is rooted in a season of suffering. So when I was, um, well, I'll back it up a little bit. Um, when I was in high school and then my first semester of college and junior high too, I really struggled with doubts and that's not going to be where we focus my testimony on. That's a whole separate part of my testimony, but I really struggled with doubts in my faith. And, um, the Lord was so faithful after, after years to really show me that I was free in him to not struggle with those things anymore, that at the cross and with his resurrection, he had already set me free from my struggles and my shame and my sin and all of that, um, which was such an incredible thing. And the way he did that is, um, September, I want to say 14th. It was, I, we were, reading i was reading in my morning devotions a passage where peter walks on water and he starts to drown he looks at the wind and the waves and the storm around him and he starts to drown and he cries out to the lord lord save me and the next verse says that jesus immediately reached out his hand to save and i remember reading that and i was like so frustrated because i had been struggling for years and i remember crying out to the lord like you have not immediately reached out your hand to save me and i remember being so frustrated by it Um, and later that day we went to a chapel and, um, they started worship. And one of the first, it was the first time I think I had ever heard the song. They started playing, I am set free. And the one line goes, you are the hand that reaches out to save. And it was kind of this incredible moment for me where I was like, I was just sitting with the Lord about literally this verse. And now we are worshiping it in a song for the first time. Like, I know he must be speaking to me. And the next line in that song was, I am set free, um, which was such an incredible thing. It just kind of washed over me and it hit me that the Lord had already set me free. I was crying out to him because he hadn't saved me. He hadn't set me free. And he was telling me, I have, I already did. You can walk in freedom. And it was this really incredible moment. Um, and that is going to tie into our story later, which is why I'm telling you that bit. But, um, Two. So three days later on September 17th of 2014, this was my first semester of college. I was in California. Um, I, you know, avoiding all details, I basically found out that my grandmother had passed away. She, she was killed. Um, and, um, yeah, she was murdered, which was the single most horrific thing that had ever happened to me in my life to date. Um, And it really shook me because I think if I was being honest, like I totally understood that bad things happen in this world. Obviously, you know, bad things had happened, but like death had happened in my family before awful situations for friends and things. So I knew, but I, I think deep down, I really felt like nothing so awful had happened because the Lord is good because the Lord is good nothing like this would ever happen to me. And then it did, you know, something traumatic happened in my family and I really couldn't really reconcile, I guess, um, how the Lord could be good and loving and all powerful and allow something like this to happen, this injustice to take place. So at first I really tried to get through it like any good Christian 
would, I guess, or how I thought a good Christian would, which is just to trust the Lord and bring it to him and that's it and and it'll all be okay and we'll have all our answers and there's going to be justice and all these things. And gradually months went on and um, the Lord was so faithful to meet me in so many ways and speak to me, which is incredible. Um, but I really still felt almost let down by the Lord. Um, and we hadn't gotten any answers about who did it, why, how, like, it just was like very, just this kind of lifetime movie mystery sort of thing is how I felt at the time, which was very hard to not have closure um, in an injustice like that. So it was really, really awful. And there was just a season of my life where I, I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but I was crying every single day. And I remember one day specifically just like looking up to the sky and just like screaming out to the Lord, like so frustrated of like, how could you allow this to happen? So needless to say, I was in a very, um, sad and bitter state of being and I really was just frustrated frustrated with the Lord and and I remember thinking to myself too like Lord you helped me um overcome doubts of if you're real and if you're true but I now I'm struggling with if you're good like how I can't really reconcile how this how this could happen and um so in March of the next year I um or I guess it like that same school year if you're looking at it in that kind of academic calendar but next new year kind of thing um there was a retreat that my church was going on and i remember a couple of my friends um my closest friends who were telling me they were like megan we have been praying for you and the lord is going to meet you at this retreat we already know like we're so excited for you and i remember sitting there honestly thinking i was like i have cried out to him so many times and i don't feel like i am healed from this like that's not going to happen um, anyway, so then we get to this retreat and the very first night, the pastor opens up to second Corinthians one was, which is a book about suffering. And, um, he talked, he, we, we started reading it and it goes something along the lines of like, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we can comfort others who are in any affliction with that same comfort, which, which we receive from God. And it goes on to talk about the writer's like struggles and how he, you know, was in such despair as well. Like he felt like he was afflicted and, um, kind of just felt like he had received the sentence of death he writes and and I remember really resonating with like I feel so low in such a similar way and um and then reading this that the God is the God of all comfort and it just really felt like to me um that the Lord was really acknowledging my pain um and and if I'm being honest too it really felt like the words lifted off of the page it was like this 3d moment that was like nothing I had ever experienced before. And it wasn't like an audible voice, but I do remember like feeling like the Lord was speaking to me, like, you know, I am good. Like, you know, get up, like rise up. Like it's time to basically like move forward. Like it was just this very like kind and, but very powerful moment. And I just remember like bursting into tears and crying. And in like that night, all of the anger and bitterness and sadness that I had been feeling so deeply for so long washed out of me. Like I hadn't felt like that again. And then we started doing worship. And the first song that we sang was I am set free. And that line came on, I, you are the hand that reaches out to save. I am set free. 
And it was just this moment where I felt like the Lord again was like reaching out his hand and he's like, I am like, I'm grabbing hold of you. You know, I'm like getting emotional right now thinking about it. Like I'm grabbing hold of you and you are set free from this. Like I, I am the hand that reaches out to save. I am with you. I am here. Like I am good and I am going to carry you through this. So just a very like surreal moment. And, um, the Lord is just so faithful. (laughs) He is so faithful to comfort. Um, And one of the biggest things that I think I learned from that was just moving forward. I was like, if the Lord is so good to comfort me like that, everybody has to know. I have to tell the entire world. I have to let them know that he cares so much, that he is the hand that reaches out to save, that he brings purpose through pain. Because then there's that passage, like I mentioned, where it says that he comforts us so that we can comfort others, which then gives our painful seasons. Like not only does he comfort us, and not only is he with us, and not only does he defend us, but he gives us purpose in that painful season so that we can go and help other people. We can go and comfort other people with the same comfort he gave us so that we are spreading his love and his comfort. He wants to use us, even use the worst seasons of our lives. He wants to bring beauty from ashes in that. Um, And so it pretty much transformed my life. Um, I think from that point on, my relationship with the Lord was drastically different than it had ever been before that because I really felt like the Lord was very intimately involved in my life and very caring about my life. Um, And I had experienced, I felt like those verses, again, lifting off the page. And I felt, he said, I am the God of all comfort. And that night he comforted me like like I had never experienced before. so I, I, that's kind of my testimony when it comes to pain um, and, and a season of suffering. Um, but I think, too, something that the Lord and something I want to talk about later on, too, with these verses that the Lord really wants to heal in our life and tackle is, is kind of fear and anxiety. And I think that that season, this unexpected tragic death of my grandma really led to um, a lot of fear just about the future in general. I, I took a internship at a news station and I remember struggling a lot with that too because I was just inundated with like awful news every single day, you know, and I struggled at the beginning of that season to to not be fearful that anything bad could happen at any time, even though I knew the Lord was going to be faithful, but to struggle with that fear. So if you if you can relate to feeling fearful like that or or anything related to that, um, I definitely hear you. And the Lord is faithful, and He wants to meet you. And if you are going through, friend, a season of suffering that feels just like it cannot be comforted, it cannot be stopped it can't be healed all of that i promise you that god is like he says in his word the god of all comfort and he does comfort and he wants to comfort you so i'm actually we're going to kind of pivot here a little bit and i am just going to read some scriptures about comfort and anxiety and peace and and then i'm going to dive into just a little bit about what that looks like for us and what what that actually means um so In 2 Corinthians 1, I'm going to read verses 3 through 11 here. So it says this. Again, this is 2 Corinthians 1, and I am reading the ESV version for those of you who want to um, follow along here. It says, Blessed be the God and Father 
of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, and if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia, he says. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. And the last verse here, you also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. So that was the passage that I had read that night and just felt so incredibly like the Lord spoke to me through that so much. Um, and I hope that's a comfort for you. Again, that Second Corinthians 1, just really emphasizing that the Lord acknowledges our pain, that he understands it, and that he comforts us, that he has a purpose for us, that he has a purpose, he can make purpose for the pain, and that we can rely on him. We can rely on him in these hardest of seasons. All right, the next passage I want to read is one of my favorites for um, fear and anxiety, and it is Psalm 23. Psalm 23 says this. Again, this is the ESV version if you want to follow along. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I absolutely love that chapter. I love it too because in the first couple of verses we see how it says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads. He restores. He leads. Like He is the one doing all these things in us. And like in 2 Corinthians 1, we see that we can depend on Him. We can depend on Him to be our shepherd, to be the one who leads. We don't have to figure it out ourselves. And then, of course, in verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I will know like even into actual death because Jesus conquered death, but in what feels like death. And you know, the writer in second Corinthians one says this too, that he despaired of life itself. It felt like a burden beyond what they were able to bear. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Like that is so powerful to just meditate on. Um, and diving into that too, we have in Philippians um, 4, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God 
which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So here again, he's saying, be, do not be anxious about anything, but bring everything to God in prayer. Don't be anxious. You don't have to be anxious. You can bring everything to the Lord. And then Isaiah 52, 12 says this, For you shall not go out in haste, and you shall not go in flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. I am obsessed. There's a similar verse in Exodus that kind of... um talks about how the Lord is before us and behind us. He leads us. He goes before, before anything that happens. He is already there. He is already with us. He is already able. He has already conquered it. He goes before us and he is behind us. He's protecting us. He's, you know, guarding us from behind as well. Such incredible, encouraging verses to know that the Lord, again, he's our comforter. He wants us to depend on him. He is dependable. He is with us. We can go to him with anything and he goes before us and he is behind us. Friend, that is true for whatever season you're in, that is true for you. And so what does this mean when it comes to comfort, pain, anxiety? I think reality check, seasons of suffering are real and they happen and it's tragic and it's hard. I know it. I'm sure that you know it firsthand too. It's real and it's terrifying and it can be terrifying to look into the future. And this is even something I still struggle with of like imagining what if all the what ifs that could happen in the next day or month or years or whatever, the things that we can't possibly have control over. No, what if, but it doesn't have to be terrifying if we know, which we do, that we have a rock, we have a defender, we have a comforter, we have somebody who has conquered death itself. We do know this and we know that he is with us. God who knows all things and he tells us not to fear. If he knows all things and tells us not to fear, can we trust him in that? God gives our pain a purpose. This is another point I really want us to know. He gives your pain a purpose, a purpose greater than ourselves to depend on him, to be comforted by him, to comfort others. He brings beauty from ashes. Friends, our lives are not our own and there is a greater purpose in it and that even applies to our painful seasons. Friend, man, but that, um, this episode, I guess for me, just going through how faithful the Lord has been in my life and how he's met me has been such an encouragement. And I hope and pray that you are encouraged and equipped by this episode. If you were, be sure to encourage and build up one friend today by sharing this episode with them. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to the She Lives Purposely podcast so that you don't miss a single encouraging episode. And leave a review so that others stumbling on here will know whether or not they should check it out. Friend, live for Jesus well, live purposefully, and know that he wants to comfort you, that he defends you, that he is with you. Have a fantastic rest of your day. I love you, friends.